instead of just the intuition that you typically get in HR or here's what everybody does in HR, but really just what are those key drivers and the financial indicators that tell us we're doing well as a business and let me figure out how to back into what you should be doing to be able to hit that. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here. And that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home, and even going back into the office. Things are different, and this month we are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO hacks and CEO nuggets, but also interviews that focuses on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Angela Finlay of Winward Human Capital Management. Angela, it's great to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Gresham. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on and all the awesomeness that you've been doing. Before we jumped into the interview, of course, I wanted to read a little bit more about Angela so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Angela is a Chief Human Capital Strategist at Winward Human Capital Management, LLC. Angela was a former CHRO, head of HR at organizations ranging from global Fortune 150 to small startup companies. She is currently a lecturer and adjunct professor in leadership, strategy, and human capital management, including Columbia University's Master's and Human Capital Management Program. Angela, excited again to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am excited to be here. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Wonderful. Happy to share it. So my story would start with, I was never gunning to have my own business and be a CEO. So interestingly enough, I actually got out of college thinking I was going to head into accounting after being put in front of large pieces of paper and running G and GL type of calculations, decided that just wasn't going to be me and had an opportunity where there was a partner in the firm who said, hey, I think you'd be great in HR and pivoted my career at that point. Spent the next 10 years leading HR functions in accounting firms. And while I was there, also had a chance, which is really that what 
got me into thinking about consulting where when you do great things in accounting firms, they try to figure out how to farm you out to clients to make you billable, right? So (laughs) that perspective, they started giving me to their clients saying, hey, she can help you with that. Or, oh, you're having an issue with trying to figure out how to get your technology to work. She can talk to you about HR technology, or she can talk to you about what type of policies you should have. And so had the chance to do that with some small and mid-sized businesses, loved the problem-solving aspect of it all, thinking through a business challenge, kind of how all the pieces came together. And I always said my interesting piece or the part that I always brought to the table is I started my career as an accountant. So I always start with the numbers and the business focus, which seem to have resonated with clients. I do often joke though, that I'm not sure what partners in the world would have agreed to give some 20 some year old clients and let them talk about HR, but somehow was successful when I did it and certainly loved doing it and had the opportunity to even sell my own client and bring in businesses that the firm hadn't had before. So it was just a wonderful experience. With that being said, I decided that after 10 years of working with accountants, I needed to make a change if I really wanted to get out of accounting and shifted into a role at a large Japanese conglomerate where I had the responsibility for the Americas region. And then as the years went on, had the opportunity to, again, consult with companies that we were acquiring and Loved it. It was one of those things where we would bring in a company and they were having challenges bringing in engineers and being able to talk to them about what are different strategies you can take, including getting into colleges and starting to build programs so that it fed into the talent that they needed going forward and just had a great time working with such a varied group of businesses from power plants in Mexico to retail, high-end men's fashion in New York. It was just all across the board and just a great time. Loved the role, but when the traveling became a lot for a growing family, when you're on the road every week, made the decision to jump into a CHRO, Chief Human Resource Officer role at a community bank where we had essentially a mission to turn around a sleepy 1970s thrift savings bank and then sell it in a few years. Again, loved the idea of coming in, triaging kind of a workforce and a function that needed to change and update and be able to just have an end game and know what you were working towards was just a great time. When the bank sold, I actually bowed out of the opportunity for any potential positions and decided this was the time to hang up the sign and create my own consulting business, which became Leanward Human Capital Management to get back to really the things that I loved in my career and really start to embark on that. And given the experiences I've had over the 20s, 2020, many 20 years of doing this give me a chance to really share that with small to mid-sized businesses that don't typically have the finances to get that support. Absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're serving the clients that you work with. Could you take us through a little bit more about what that about what that looks like? Sure. So I sat back when I started to create the business and really said, what are the ways that I can bring the most impact and value to to small mid-sized businesses from my experience? 
And based on that, I decided that the business would focus on four key areas, and those would be the lanes that we hang out in. So the first being what we call fractional HR leader services, where it's our opportunity to get strategic and tactical HR support to business owners without them having to bring on headcount and without them having to pay a large price tag for that more senior level person. The second thing that we focus on is internal HR leader services, where we help organizations who are transitioning from one leader to another with kind of just looking at what do they have today, what were the skills they had, what was the structure they had, and what should it look like going forward. The third thing that we focus on is really HR function transformations where we work with the owners and the leaders who aren't feeling that their HR programs are supporting them or are frustrated with what they're getting from their HR function and help identify and implement changes that they need to create a function that's really much more business focused. And lastly, we've been getting involved with M&A transactions from the talent and HR side whether it be working through HR issues in due diligence or post-merger integration, which I often joke I've seen time and time again in my experience between Mitsui and even with the bank was talent issues quickly become your biggest issues but are the ones we never actually pay attention to. So I wanted to hear a little bit more on what you think is your secret sauce. And it could be for yourself individually, the business or a combination of both. But I, I don't know if you already touched on this, but what do you folks set you apart and makes you unique? A good thought to have to run through when you're running a business. And when I, I step back, I think there are kind of two pieces that are really just the differentiators for us. Number one is I don't buy the whole concept of best practices, right? I have seen organizations do amazing things by creating their own little way of approaching it. And so I've always looked at what it is we're trying to get to from a business perspective and back into how we should be thinking about talent programs and things along those lines. I've never felt that you should start with talent programs and then try and push it into business results. And with that being said, everything really needs to make sense for the organization. I think the second thing that's kind of the secret sauce is have coming at things quite often from more of the business financial perspective instead of just the intuition that you typically get in HR or here's what everybody does in HR, but really just what are those key drivers and the financial indicators that tell us we're doing well as a business and let me figure out how to back into what you should be doing to be able to hit that. Absolutely appreciate that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So I am currently in the middle of reading the book, Think Again by Adam Grant. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but the whole premise of the book is that we need to constantly choose courage over comfort. And what that means is we should constantly rethink what we know. And what I love about it, right, is that what has made us experts in our career and brought us to our CEO positions or having our consulting practices will not actually sustain us in the future. And so I've, I 
love the whole concept and premise of it and think it's foundational to how I've approached everything in life because I had a mentor through the years who used to tell me the secret to success is being comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you are ever sitting there and fully comfortable, you are not growing and learning and going to be successful. And so with that, I've really driven a lot of my success in my career and certainly things that I've done with clients from the perspective of let's be comfortable being uncomfortable to allow for us to constantly evolve and learn and grow. And I think with it also brings a sense of humility that we're not that great and that you're not an expert in everything and that it pushes us to continue to be better tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. Nice. I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So it's a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So my nugget would be owning your own lane. So when I started the business, I always say we're always trying to be everything to everyone. And so if someone came and said, hey, could you do this? I'd be like, yes, I'd love to do that. And at some point you need to step back and really say, where does my business thrive? And what are those lanes where I know that I can bring the most value, I can have the most impact in organizations, and that I can really be successful to create a long-term strategy. And so that's really been the learning along the way. And the learning that I would share with anybody is just when you get into the your business, being really abundantly clear on where your skill sets lie, where the value lies, and being comfortable, going back to my comfortable, being comfortable saying no to business when it just doesn't fit with the model that you can really sustain and add value in. And so I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. Angela, what does being a CEO mean to you? So one of the things when I decided to embark on my own was I thought back on leadership, right? I'd led teams that were 60 people to two people. And they were often in pretty rigid businesses where I always felt like I had to conform to the expectations of what leaders needed to be there, which was not human-centered in some of those industries and was much more kind of money and time focused. And that was number one priority. From my perspective, CEO redefined, at least from a leadership perspective, is really my opportunity to lean into being an authentic leader. And so for me, it's really thinking through how can I be more long-term focused? When you're in a publicly traded company, we tend to be very short-term focused, right? But how can I be more long-term focused, vision-driven, right? Understanding what's priority and what really will make things tick. And first and most importantly, lead with heart and self-awareness about really creating strong, impactful relationships that I think will really make it a better opportunity and really help for 
a longer term success from a CEO and leadership perspective. So Angela, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people could get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Everybody can reach me, whether it's through LinkedIn, which I think you'll have in the show notes, which I would love to connect and talk about some of my favorite topics around talent and business impact. And my business is at Windward, W-I-N-D-W-A-R-D-H-C-M, Human Capital Management. So windwardhcm.com. Absolutely. I truly appreciate that, Angela. And just like you mentioned, we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.